lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akima, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Dr. Hakima, and joining me is my sister from another mother, my ace, my kindred spirit, and co-host the Royal Empress, Akila. <laughs> also joining us is my very special sister, my sister, <laughs> and special co-host, Dr. Sonia <laughs> Kennedy. I am really loving Dr. Kennedy, if you all can tell by now. But this is not the first topic that we've had with Sister. Uh, we've had a previous topic that you heard. Her energy is off the chain. When you first meet her, you feel like you've known her for years. I want to reintroduce to you our co-host, Dr. Sonia Kennedy, a.k.a. The Power Pusher. How you doing, sis? Hey, I am doing good. <laughs> I am super stoked, you know, to be here yet again. Thank you for having me. And, you know, man, I'm, I'm just loving this energy. <laughs> the power pusher will be pushing some energy today. <laughs> She's yes, our author, absolutely. a speaker, a therapist, a CEO trainer, and founder of Empowering Wellness 360. She's going to be pushing some power today because we got a very powerful topic. The topic of today is when the relationship changes, how do we honor the shifting of the energy? Woo, that's powerful. <laughs> Man. I just said it's, it's a loaded. <laughs> it's powerful. That's all I'm saying, sis. It's powerful. This is a loaded topic. It's inspired yeah. by our sister too. So y'all know I'm full right now. I'm just full of I'm just full of the energy right now. Oh my mm -hmm. god. This topic is just gonna be oh my god, I'm so excited. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and let let, let the topic begin. I mean, you know, we were having this discussion, right? And 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 and, and it's interesting because, you know, again, um, I'm always on this woman-centered focus space of, you know, how even women come into relationships. We come into relationships with with others before we come into relationships with ourselves, right? Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Say that again. No, say that again. We, break, say, say that again. Break that down, sis. What that mean? <laughs> You know, so think about it. Like we, we, we barely get an opportunity to honor and recognize parts of ourselves before we're mm. now in relationship with others. Mm. And so, when stuff starts shifting and the energy starts changing and all these other things start cropping up, as I said, you know, in in the other podcast that we did, we learn how to suppress that because that's not supposed to be there, right? Mm. We can't. Mm -hmm honor the space of saying, oh, wait a minute, my relationship look like this. It's not supposed to look like that. 
or man, I'm not getting this out of the relationship. Well, you know, tone that down because you got a man. You should be happy. You got a man. You know, we get all these messages about, you know, what we're supposed to be doing as women, especially in relation to others versus in relationship with ourselves. And and before we even dig deep into that, I'm going to say this, y'all. And um, I know we have some people that have been married before, you know, and if they haven't, um, they've been in, you know, some serious long-term relationships. And, and I'll just say this, breakups and divorces are a normal part of life. I'm going to put that out there and I'll explain it later. Divorces also are a normal part of life. Uh, and, and I know what I'm about to say, you know, probably in the podcast is probably going to be a radical way of thinking about this, but I think that women need a space to think about it. Mm. You know, they, they need a space other than, you know, I got to stay for the sake of something, or I got to be here, or what's going to happen if I leave, you know, mm. those things that keep us hostage. So like I stand for the children, right? Like stand uh, for the children. How children. people say that? Yeah, Girl, they stay for finances, the finances, stay for the money. Even the status, even the status. Yeah, you know, oh, that's a good I'm one. Married. You know, mm. even the status of saying I'm married, because we're supposed to be married. We're supposed to be married per, per standard, right? We're right. supposed to be married, but. And I'm going to say this, Nakila, you, you tell me really what you think, right? <laughs> I feel like, and I'm saying this to Akila because I know, you know, I know she got the thoughts and ideologies around this. Like I said, I know I'm probably put some radical stuff out there. So I always know, you know, y'all sisters, you know, on the Royal Empress, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't nothing but about truth and transparency, right? All day, every day. That's right. What y'all think about marriage and relationships as sometimes being a dependency state? Mm. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. People become codependent, and you can be a codependent in a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's real. That's why some people are stuck in relationships that they don't have no business in because they're a codependent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I knew, I knew, I knew Akila was gonna have a thought around it because it, it. I mean, but that's real. But we don't get a chance to acknowledge that we we are in those spaces. You right. know something well, else we don't we... do, sis? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. You know what we don't okay. do? Because most people have had more than one relationship. So let's just keep mm-hmm. it real. It's not a whole mm-hmm. lot of folks that are, uh, meet their high school sweetheart and then they're together till death do us part. Right, that it happens, really but that's not, that's not, not the reality. Norm. That's not real. You don't right. need a white That's prince, old school. A, a white a white knight or a prince charming to change your life. But what I was going to say is that I think that what we need to do and something that we don't do. I know people don't do it because they keep getting into the same relationship over and over and over again. And mm-hmm. not with the same person, a different person but the same relationship because they haven't fixed the common denominator mm-hmm. which is them. Mm-hmm. All right, John mm-hmm. Toxic, bad relationship. <laughs> you try and can't figure out. Well, I don't know why this keep happening to me. Hell, you keep happening to you. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, right. You, 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 you go to fence with people today. I, that's all right. They can be offended. I don't care. <laughs> Is that what we don't do when we get out of a relationship? And we can talk about what you spoke about in, in the last podcast when we were talking about mental health. We don't do a relationship audit. Mm. 
Yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. Because yep. every time you break up with somebody, you don't need to jump in a relationship with somebody else. You need to sit your butt still mm-hmm. and find mm-hmm. out who you were, why you were there. <laughs> yep. It, the, what is it? The five, the five W's? The five D's. <laughs> No, no, oh, no. The D. Who, what, when, where, why, how, why, oh, and how? Oh, the W. Okay, the okay, W. Okay. Right. okay. <laughs> Seriously. We got the alphabet going. <laughs> we got the alphabet going. You need to make that determination. Why was I here? What made me stay here? Mm-hmm. When did mm-hmm. this happen to me? Why did I mm. do this? How mm-hmm. did I do this? <laughs> <laughs> she said. You said it was so much conviction, sir. So much conviction. You said it. It was some conviction on it. It was some conviction on it. It was some conviction on it, wasn't it? It was. But most relationships have expiration dates. Hmm. I'm going to say that. And some, oh, no, it don't. Not my relationship. Yes, your relationship. (laughs) Right? You know, I like to break the myth down. I really do. I like it. You know? Cause, cause we were raised. Women primarily are raised on myths. Like I said, you don't need mm. the white knight or the prince charming to change your life. So we grow up with that. You know, we're taught and primed to seek one, only one, a one and only person to lean on. Just one. We're not taught that there may be other ones that can you know, feel some of that aspect and we don't have to be in a relationship to have that met. Now, I'm not anti-relationship at all. I'm not anti-marriage at all. I think it's a wonderful and beautiful thing. But as we said earlier, it can be a dependency depending on how you show up. And what we don't do, Akilah, and you alluded to this, you know, we don't give ourselves a chance to create what it could look like. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, we don't give ourselves permission. Let's re- re- recreate, you know, what a, a, a marriage or a relationship supposedly represents. So your, your five W's. So if it, if it represents something, let's talk about what it, you know, what did it really represent for you? But you or can't, you- but do, we, we just got toxic meat and toxic. That's why it's got an expiration date, in, in, in my humble opinion. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you know it ain't gonna Harry. It ain't now you want to be Sally. <laughs> no, we're starting to laugh. Right. I mean, real talk. Yeah, well, that's why we have expiration dates. That it it goes bad. It gets sour. It's spoiled because you yeah. don't. Because you don't take self-inventory, you don't actually find out who you are. Your relationship should not, you should not find yourself in a relationship. You should have found yourself before you got it. <laughs> Teach. Yeah. yeah. You're right. See, who you yeah. are and how you're going to show up, your relationships work better. Well, what happens is you actually make better choices. And when we make better choices, then we can find life partners, but we have fantasies about what mm-hmm. that person looks like. And so then we meet somebody and they say a few pretty buzzwords and it's, oh, I found myself. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. 
Wait, wait, Akila, I like to call it, uh, you know, uh, uh, and we were talking about this in chem about chemistry, right? You know, the, the love cocktail, the oxytocin and the dopamine, they meet. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, that love cocktail, boy, you get that love cocktail, it's on and popping for the first 12 months. You know, <laughs> what happened? You know, like alcohol wear out the system for those of you that like beverages, right? My old <laughs> beverages. <laughs> for those of you that like, that like beverages, you know, alcohol has to work through your system, right? It gives mm -hmm. you a nice whatever or a feeling of whatever, and, and it's relaxing or, it's, you know, whatever it does for you works differently for different people. And then once it wears off, there's a side effect of that. Relationships are the same way. Once that oxytocin and that dopamine wears off, and literally this is what we produce when we, we, we meet the guy or we meet the girl and they say, oh, and we say, oh, and it's great and it's good and, you know, life is just, you know, a full of, you know, pink roses and everything else. We living off of that. We riding on a love cocktail. But once mm. we are done with that and that's gone, it, it's out of our system, then what? Reality. Oh. Hold on, pause. I think we got to pause for a minute. You said love cocktail. Yes, so I mean, for our listeners, uh, are, you a, are you victim of a love cocktail? Hell, I got to ask myself that. Hey, that's deep, sis. I love it. Love cocktail. You know I'm going to have to steal that, right? I'm going to give you your credit, though. <laughs> that's okay. It is a love Keep cocktail. the dopamine and oxytocin and water. <laughs> comes off right the real yeah, them come when out the mask come off, you know and, and, and that, we talking about which, love 
Which right. that we, because, 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 because the love cocktail is what did it to us. So we still in love. <laughs> we still in love. I want y'all to think about this while your while your listeners listening because I, I'm a therapist. It's almost like a person that's a substance abuser. Mm. And so they always looking for that same half from the first half. That's Woo! the same thing we do with relationships. Man. Wow. Yep. You know? It's a, yeah, it's the same thing. We mm. want right the new relationship presents the opportunity to have that high again that we yep. first mm. had with the chemical wow. that I just told you about that we produce. So if you think about it <laughs> from that standpoint, it puts a whole nother spin on how we even should be approaching us first before we in relation with somebody else. Mm. I say it. That's also the reason some people cheat. Because they're yes. to that new relationship high. That yes. love cocktail. So when you're addicted to it, so see, once it wears off, if you got, if you addicted to it, then you got to go out and seek it. So then you'll go out and cheat because you're getting a new love cocktail. Exactly. Mm. That's exactly. why some people cheat. Some people are addicted to relation. They, they're addicted to relationships. They got, they yeah. need that feeling. So when it wears out, they want to go back to that other thing. And the other thing that they over, the other thing that we overlook because we're so riding this, this wave is we don't really check to see that we're compatible with people. That's why, oh, teach. That's why when the love cocktail wears off, you realize <laughs> you ain't got nothing in common with this person. Like, I don't we even say like yes this mother. because we want to be chosen. <laughs> but we say yes because every, every woman wants to be chosen. I'm going to say this. Mm. Every woman wants to be chosen, so we say yes because he, he chose us. <laughs> mm. I, you know, I didn't have to choose him. I didn't have to make him come over to my side of the fence. He chose me, so I said yes. Mm. I didn't know what I was saying yes to. I just said yes because it sounded good. <laughs> right? mm. Somebody Real was talk. me and it made me feel good to be chosen. So I said yes to mediocrity. She said mediocrity. Damn. Yes. Yes. I said yes. <laughs> We we taking other folks' leftovers. They, they, they the, the, the residue. <laughs> yeah, you think some kind of way. He he he. Cause see, we, we act like men don't need to heal from their relationships either. Mm. Oh Jeez. wait, now hold on. <laughs> like they do. You know, right, and, and, and we always say, you know, we we acknowledge that that women and men think differently, right? You know, there could mm -hmm. be some linear thinking. On, on, on that. And it's not to stereotype the genders. We do emit different chemicals in our bodies when we come into relationship as men and women. We emit different types of chemicals. And you got to think about this. Men are symptomizers. They need a, they want, they want the linear part of it. And women are mostly empathizers. That's what we're taught, right? So if it's a system, think about it. Men want the linear parts of it. And I ain't saying all men, but the men that may not be tapped into the feminine energy of who they are, they're going to be in a linear, linear approach to that relationship. It needs to be orderly, you know, and he looking at the, the lady for what she can do. That's it. What can she do? He's not looking at her from an emotional standpoint. What can she do? Can she cook? <laughs> can she clean? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. She know how to add and subtract. She, what can she do? Mm. He didn't say, oh, man, you know, I love her because she's beautiful. That's nice. 
He want to know what can she do, right? And women are busy trying to be empathetic towards how they show up. So men struggle. They don't know how to take turn in a dialogue when they're talking to you. You know, they presume stuff, unfortunately, right? They make presumptions that the marriage is okay when it ain't. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they don't, they don't, they're not in an empathetic modality. So when we get mad at them for not being, you know, more considerate or more affectionate or more kind or more loving, that ain't, that ain't the makeup. That's not the makeup. We can't be mad about that. We have to recognize and own that we do show up in a gendered way in our relationships. So, you know, this emotional sensitivity that we even bring to the relationship, some men won't be able to connect with that. Mm-hmm. And when they do go outside the relationship, Akima, for real, looking for that next love cocktail again or the, or the new relationship or being addicted to that, guess what they really doing? Empathizing at that point. Mm. <laughs> they're doing it to somebody else. Yeah. You know, their, wow. their feminine part of their brain is going out in search of the same thing that they couldn't give you in that situation. That is so exactly make them what bad. they do. And they yeah. usually muck it up. They usually muck it up. They usually effort <laughs> worse than they was doing before. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But here's the thing. Let's switch it a little bit. What if the woman was the lever? What if she decided, hey, this relationship has changed. It's no longer serving me. You know, don't make him a bad guy. Don't make him a good guy. Don't make him less than, right? But I want to honor me and say, hey, you know what? This just isn't working. But she'll struggle through it. She'll still stay. She'll stay for years before she breaks up, whether or not she should leave. I don't know how many of y'all sisters have been in that space. For those of you that's listening, I've been a contemplator too. Should I leave? Should I go? Should I leave? I'm sorry to say. You know, y'all know what I meant, right? That's your mama again. Y'all know what I meant. Should I leave or stay, right? <laughs> but we already know. If we, if we asking the question, we already know something not right. We don't, like, you know, we said earlier, we don't need agreement or co-signing to know something ain't right if we're contemplating the question. We in the shower crying, we laying next to the situation crying, we feeling trouble, but we holding it in. That's why we get sick. We holding it in. We ain't even telling our partner. And then when we finally leave, let's say we the leave, we finally leave. Can we be friends? Hell no. And <laughs> <laughs> wasn't nothing friendly about this, right? Mm. We was on. We was in enemy territory, fighting each other. No, we can't be friends. Sleeping with the but enemy. But guess who wants to be? Huh? Literally sleeping with the enemy. But yeah, absolutely. But guess what? He might not even say it, but he might. But guess who still want to be friends? The woman do. That's deep. Because we still feel guilt for leaving. So we got to come up out of that. We got to own that we, you know, we don't have to feel guilty for making choices, especially about relationships that don't serve us and that we must serve ourselves at the highest level. And that we don't have to stay in a situation that doesn't, you know, bring light or energy. 
and that we can have various teachers, that we can have a variety of teachers in our relationship. Society won't let us do that, though. But I, 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 I will say I call women to, you know, honor that self. If you recognize you need a different teacher, then you do that. It's okay. You need a reprieve from the relationship, take it. It's all right. It's okay. And I know, Akila, we've talked about the reprieve, you know. But it, right. it is. It, it's really okay. But I don't think society uh, really gives women, you know, space to leave a situation that doesn't serve her properly. She's ostracized or labeled as someone being difficult or, you know, not be, or I know you, that's why you can't be in a relationship. You know, we get the backlash of that. It's not that we're not dateable. It's not that. Yeah. And then the sisters that are unwilling to accept certain things, they are definitely told that they're difficult. Mm-hmm. Well, see, you, 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 got, you got too many, your standards. Why should you lower your standards? We're not talking yeah. about women who have unrealistic expectations of others. <laughs> yeah, like he better make a, he better be making two hundred thousand a year, <laughs> like, yeah. like those expectations. When you, when <laughs> motivation is is one, you know. So we're not talking about, right. We're not talking about, and I don't even really like to use the term gold digger, and I don't because I, I, I it was so funny because my memories came up on Facebook and. <laughs> One time I said, you thousandaires kill me. Uh-oh. Talking about women are gold diggers. I'm like, she got to have some gold to dig. So let's... Right. $50,000 a year is not gold. I mean... <laughs> yeah, but, I saw that. I was cracking up when I saw that. I said, it was the truth, though. But then again, you know, maybe that's where you are. It depends on where you are in life, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. But my mm-hmm. point is, is that we have to we have to be realistic with ourselves as women and not allow people to guilt us into being something or accepting something that we know does not work for us that does not serve our greater good and mm-hmm. i remember when years ago I, you know i had certain things that i desired in a man and i had people tell me See, you you about status. You about this. And it wasn't a status thing. <laughs> I just felt like a man needed to match certain things with me. Mm-hmm. Equally yoked, right? So <laughs> You want to be equally I mean, yoked. Use that term, but I'm just saying, but certain things needed to, to match. Right. I, yeah, I didn't want to, like, it was really important for me to be with a man who had been somewhere. And what I mean by that is, if you ain't never been off the block, we have nothing in common. <laughs> I mean, just real talk. I, mm-hmm. You know, I have met, I had met men who had never been on an airplane before. Before, I was a flight attendant. What I'm going to do with you? <laughs> Strap him in his seat. <laughs> Strap him in his seat. Hold his hand while he while he get all nervous when the plane about to pull off. <laughs> Especially if he's scared, to, he won't even fly, right? <laughs> right. Y'all got to drive everywhere. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very minor, but it, trip. <laughs> it's little things that we don't understand about compatibility, and we yeah. we we just 
we don't think about, we don't approach relationships with a strategy because we, we, we fly off with emotions. And like you said, things that are romanticized as mm -hmm. opposed to actually being, okay. If you were to enter a business, you wouldn't enter your business emotionally. This is the business of your life. You're talking about a partner that you're going to share space with. Mm -hmm. You mean Keep to tell on. me that you shouldn't vet that person? That you shouldn't make sure? I don't care about no butterflies now. I mean, of course, I'm still a woman. I'm guilty, just like everybody else. Um, mm -hmm. the, the crazy relationships, the this, the that. I you know, been there, done that, yada, yada, yada. But as we get older and we have experiences and we start to understand what it is that is good for us, mm -hmm. it ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no reason for that. It's just like what uh, what's the name Whitney uh, Houston said in Waiting to Excel when she said, "I'm I forgot how she said she was. I'm thirty whatever years old. I ain't got time to just sit back and count the days. Ain't nobody got time to be wasting." Mm 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 mm. Not and at all. And you know, but you know, I entered a relationship before, and again, we can be transparent. I entered a relationship before that I knew darn well I ain't had no business being in. <laughs> in fact, I told him, mm, I don't think, I don't think this is a good idea. Because, you know, we got some differences. And because he pursued me so much, I thought, well, he's so persistent. <laughs> you know maybe 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 i'm tripping maybe i should give him a chance no everything in me was like girl run mm -mm. <laughs> it's like run Red flag. <laughs> what are you doing and guess what i was right but what made me feel like i needed to give this man a chance this is what i'm saying when you say we don't honor ourselves Sometimes mm -hmm. we don't look at what we need. So that relationship had an expiration date because hell, I knew it wasn't supposed to be to begin with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we, don't set, we don't set goals for our relationship. And so when you don't set mm -hmm. a goal, like where's this relationship going? Because relationship has energy. It moves. Right. So because it breathes, yeah, it, it, it has you to will. have, right. So it has to have some type of goal of where it's going to go. And if you don't have, if neither one of you have goals, that relationship is going nowhere. But if you have one set of goals and then they have another set of goals, and guess what? That relationship still ain't going nowhere because two people fighting for the, for the steering wheel. And please, sisters, if a man tells you, I'm not looking for a commitment, I don't want to be married, and you know that's what you want. Don't try to change his mind. Exactly. Move Teach. on. Teach. Please stop right. that. And it's okay. It's all right. He told, but yeah, he told you. You didn't have to figure it out. You didn't even have to ask. He already told you. <laughs> he was he honest. Yeah, and we, you know what? We like some kind of brothers, actually. We really do because the you challenge. know what you're dealing with. <laughs> he already told you that's not what he wants to do. So therefore, you do not need to even venture into that space. It's already put out there. And it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's not because you ain't the, the best woman walking or the most fabulous thing. It, it ain't that. That's just his head space. That's where he's at. We don't have to internalize that. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of women do internalize mm -hmm. which is why they try to spend a lot of energy, you know, because now he he's saying something about us, but he's not. That's his hang up. Ooh, teach. 
That is his answer. We don't, we don't have to say, well, baby, you know, maybe if I can show you a different way. No, you ain't got to do that. Don't do that. Mm -mm. Let him go and get his own little naked silence somewhere else. And you go grab yours. And see, some of us don't even want to do that. We'd rather be there. Unfortunately, we'd rather be there because it's something. It's somebody that says they, they do want something from us. We're just not clear about what that's going to look like. But if, like you said, if you can't get that clarity about goals and directions, and, and I'm going to say something because you just brought up something big. We turn over a lot of our power in those relationships. Um, mm -hmm. we, we ask the guy, so what are we doing? Where's this relationship going to go? Right. Why are you asking him? <laughs> right. This is a joint effort here. <laughs> yeah, you done turned over all your power already. He's dictating how the relationship going to go. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so there can't be, you know, this thing of where, you're, where your voice is even visible in the relationship. That's how you started out. You started out by, you know, silencing your voice by turning over your power to him. So he can't even, you know, look to you for feedback because you already let him know you don't have any. You don't need to ask him where, where the relationship is going. You already know what you want or where you would like for it to go. You can have a conversation about what it is that you foresee and see if you are in agreement. Are we on the same page? Yeah. And if you're not, flip that page. <laughs> yes, yes. Close yes. the book. <laughs> Close the book, and it's okay. Close the book. I'm or be patient. Pay attention to your yeah. But look, or, or be patient. Yeah. Pay attention to your body. A relationship mm. should feed your body. Mm-hmm. Right. It should not take from you emotionally or spiritually. No. No it stress. tells you when it's time to go. Yeah, because you're stressed. Yeah, your body tells you when it's time to go. Trust me. It tells you at night when your brain is working, laying next to whoever, whatever, or worried about where yet, or whatever the case may be. Or when you're going through his phone, when, you, <laughs> when you're stalking Facebook pages. <laughs> or threatening other women that respond on his, on his, uh, pay, on his page. Why say that? Why she say that, right? Yeah. Like, what, what was that? What, what? And then we attaching assumptions to stuff too. So when you start doing that to yourself, it, it is spiraling out of control. And we're laughing about it and joking about it because we all have been there some way, somehow, whether we've been the person that rolled with our girlfriend or they rolled with us. Okay. Yep. <laughs> all right. I don't know if anybody else been a partner in crime. I've been one. All right. <laughs> oh, I've, been, I've been a sidekick. I've been a partner in crime. That's, that's all I'm going to say. I've been a yes, partner yes, in crime. Yes, yes. I've been a sidekick. I drove the getaway car. I drove the getaway car. Woo. We you know, but when we when we in connection with ourselves, we ain't gotta get our girlfriend out of bed to go take the ride with us. We really don't. I mean, we can't. Yeah. We gonna have to. Run, but <laughs> right. Don't tell them, Doctor Sonia said, go take the ride. I did not. Right. From the, the man of a few therapists, right? Because I always put my out. From the man of a therapist, from the man of a few therapists, she did not say that. Did not say that. What she said was right. <laughs> Okay. It's okay to imagine the ride if that's what you want. To say. <laughs> I'm not getting out of my bed. Sorry. Right. Talk about it though. We're not getting out of our bed. Let's talk about it. Right? But when we know that something is doing damage emotionally and spiritually. 
And I remember one of my friends was saying, I'm not going to let him kill me. Right? Mm-hmm. And I've heard my mama said, I've heard auntie, sister friends, you know, oh, yeah. he ain't going to kill me. <laughs> yeah. That is real. As real as it can, can get. Mm. A relationship can kill you. Mentally, spiritually, yes. emotionally, and physically. Yeah. Like, like literally, I let me tell you something. I had a friend, a peer, that it did put her in the grave. Mm. I was 20-something years old, and I remember this to this day. I remember standing over her casket. Mm. I said, no, this is wow. enough for me. <laughs> so this will never be me, huh? You understand? Mm-hmm. I'm serious. Yeah. It happened. This girl yeah. had a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. And the guy called her that day. Something happened that set her off. This girl was 20-something years old. You don't die of natural causes at 20-something years old. Wow. She told him nothing but death can, can, can break this for me. Nothing but death. She said that. Wow. Mm. She gave a silly moment. Y'all remember that nothing for the deaf can keep us apart. But I'm so serious. And I, like <laughs> that. and I remember going to that funeral and I, I sat there and somebody said, this girl literally died of a broken heart. I'm like, man, come on now. Mm. It happens, man. It Can't happens. nobody have that kind of power over you. We worship the person we're in a relationship with. That's the problem. Sometimes we do that. We worship them. And you we done shouldn't. set up a God beside God. That's right. We set up a God besides God, which you know what that ain't gonna that's gonna have mm. an expiration date because he on God besides God. Look, I love it. So then let, let me let me see. So now we there, right? So we in this thing that can either break us or, or kill us, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, and 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 you know, some people you know, especially some women, when is it time to break up? We, we know the energy is there, but when is it time to break up for real? So I want to put a couple of things out there because I think, you know, sisters, y'all, y'all really brought up something. Y'all, y'all, y'all brought up something with this. What is the template of wife, girlfriend, or partner, right? And, you know, how have we narrowed ourselves to fit into those roles? That's huge. Know thyself. Right? Because we, we kind of fit ourselves into those roles of wife, girlfriend, partner, whatever it's supposed to look like. We sacrifice the freedom. Even for those of us that are just in relationships and not married, we sacrifice the freedom of our unmarried self. Right? Your assertiveness can be numb. Your potentialities can go dormant. Just go to sleep. Your interests, they ain't that they ain't that interesting no more, right? You can get stuck in patterns of living. Especially I think for married people, you know, sometimes you get, you know, get accustomed to those patterns, right? And now you're coexisting with each other. But that don't mean that the patterns or the habits or traditions are even serving you. And a lot of times we remain entrenched in those patterns or routines or habits, even when a relationship breaks up. So I guess, and I say all that, you know, how do you know when it's time to break up? You know, because we're not tapping in. We're not tapping into our emotional wellness, our emotional energy on that. You feel soul dead. 
talk. What's the soul? What, what's feeling so? You know what it is. Ain't no life. Ain't nothing breathing. <laughs> you know what it is. Soul dead. Yes, I said it. Your soul is dead. And there's some women that's real for them in relationships. It is real. You not speaking up no more because you, you know, you know you ain't gonna be heard, so you just go quiet. Because mm. you like listen, he ain't listening, he ain't understanding. Or your partner just don't listen or understand, even if you do say something. He just not listening, he ain't hearing, he ain't finna go deep, he just not, it ain't finna happen. Maybe you don't feel visible or feel known in your relationship. And I don't know how many sisters can identify with that, but I know that those those feelings or presence of it are real. You don't feel visible or known in your relationship. You're just a part of the entity known as us. You know, we together. <clears throat> Everything is a we and a us. Right, his, Im his image. His image. It helps yeah. his image. So we live... Yeah. Oh, uh, we live yeah. this role like in a movie because it's his movie because we exactly. let it become his movie. If I if I stop exactly. talking, if I stop talking, you in trouble. <laughs> I know, right? right? When you go silent, when you go yes. silent, silent, it's because it's like, oh, okay, well, time to go. That's that's when you're doing your exit plan. That's <laughs> when <right>. you. <laughs> oh yeah, right. We, but it got, but it needs to be a quick exit plan. See, some sisters don't have a quick exit plan. They contemplate for years. And that's not mm. a guilt thing. It's just being uh, that kind of aware. So even for those of us that have been married, been in long-term relationships, and now we're out of those situations, when the next one comes along, we have that kind of awareness and self-reflection enough to take action so that it's not another seven years when it's mm. time to go. Mm. You know, because as I said earlier, you know, um, we can have 10 to 20 love relationships if we live to be 80 or 100. Long term. Just yep. think about it. Ten long term relationships leading up to the age of eighty. Mm. Ten years apiece, seven to ten years apiece with, with each person. We can have about ten relationships real easy. Ten different teachers, ten different scenarios that we can learn and grow from if we come to it that way. But we so fixated on keeping that one relationship that ain't serving us, we stay in twenty year relationships. And that's not an indictment. It's just because we don't give ourselves permission to do anything different. We're looking for people to give us permission. We're looking for him to say something other than what he's been saying. You know, <laughs> that leads me to the next one, right? The words are automatic. They unthinking. They unfeeling. They mechanical. Some, some couples operate in that. Everything just on autopilot, remote control. Mm. Or the woman wants to stay. But she's also saddened by what she has become. There's guilt and shame. Mm. You know, I want to say, but man, you know, if my friends knew, you know, it's a lot of work to put on the face. It's a lot of work. Or, you, see, you know, you see obligation in the eyes of your partner. Some people say, I don't want to be obligated no more. Sorry, I quit. You know, you just literally have to be like, obligation, don't live here no more. It's okay. We, we kicked them out. They ain't got no job here no more. You do not have to be obligated in a space that don't serve you. Man. 
Girl. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to be obligated. And it is so so much of that. We ain't we are not obligated to be in those places that don't enrich our spirit, that don't grow our soul, that don't allow us to reconnect. We just don't. It's it's a slow death. That's why I said, can a relationship kill you? Yep, it's a slow death. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that sister that passed. Man. You know, but it's some women that's dying a slow death. Yep. A slow and painful death. Slow one. Here's another one. When it's time to break up, you look in his eyes and he lets you know through his eyes the connection is dead. It cannot be fast. He looking at you, you looking at him, you waiting on him. mm -mm, His eyes ain't saying nothing different every day. It's the same. He already done. He just ain't left yet. Mm. Oof. Lord. It's some real talk today. And you, and then you sitting up, and wait, and then they sit, you sitting up fighting and arguing with somebody that don't even want you. Yeah, look, they stop arguing. I mean, it's the it's the craziest, it's the craziest thing. But now, one of the things that does happen, and I know, and, and it happens with many people, they because uh, women always ask the question, why is it that? Once the woman is gone, the man realizes. Mm. Uh, it's a couple of it's a couple of it's a couple of ways to, to kind of dissect that. One, I'm gonna say is emotional feeding. Um, for those people that have done repeat situations, I've been guilty of that as well. I know um, better now. Ditto, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we 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 go back, right? because we have a need for that particular thing that was provided. We need a prop, we need refuge, we need a boost. So we go and get fed in that, in that old relationship. And it's familiar. We don't have to worry about anything that's uncertain because we already know what it is. So this emotional feeding is part of what happens, why they come back. They looking to be served. They looking to get their serving or their dish, right, or their meal from you because that's what, you know, feels like comfort food for them. Not the whole thing. They don't want everything on the menu, just the part that helps them to feel solid again. So men will show up with different women. This woman provides this. Women do it too. This man provides this. We ain't, We ain't, you know, off the table with that. But that's what it's called. It's emotional feeding. We go back for those parts to be fed. That's one of them, for sure. And I don't know if anybody ever been in a relationship like that, where the person just showed up just for that. They didn't really want the relationship. They just wanted that thing that you did for them. Whether you made them feel comfortable, whether you made them feel emasculated like a man or whatever, you made them feel, you know, connected. They show up for that. Once they got that, they done. They they full. They out. Bye. See you. Mm. But we have to be aware. Because can't nobody come in and feed on you and take energy and life from you when you are, you know, in a reflective space and you are honoring yourself in a way that does not produce shame, guilt. And, and some women don't want to be um, alone. I think you can find solitude in being alone, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
But when you're alone, that's where you find, when you're alone, that's where you get to have that relationship. That, that That's the opportunity to develop that relationship with self. That's the opportunity to find yeah. and develop that relationship with God. If you're never yeah. by yourself, yeah. you're not going to ever develop that relationship yeah. with him, which is going to help you find that self-love. I mean, it, it, it's important. And, and we tend to, we remove God out of the formula. And that's why the, the, the problem is always incorrect. It's because we want to approach this the wrong way. You can never remove God. He's that fulcrum that's on the scale. That 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 piece. If you go to the doctor, that piece that the the nurse is moving to balance off the scale to get your weight. That's what God is. He says that in the Quran. He's that fulcrum to balance off the relationship. So if God is not the center of any relationship, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. You're right. And it also means telling the truth to yourself, a reawakening to mm. yourself so that you can give clout to, like y'all said earlier, to your intention for the relationship so that you can learn to trust yourself again. Because mm. a lot of times we don't trust ourselves again to be in a new situation, Akilah. Mm. So we do allow the emotional feeding to happen in old situations. Nothing wrong with an old situation. If it works, it works. But a lot of times they don't. Yeah, you know, because usually the same problem that existed uh-huh. is still there. It's still there. It's still there. But mm-hmm. unless you do, unless you do the work. And right. you gotta be serious right. about doing the work. You have to actually know what it was. And then you have to ask yourself, am I willing to deal with and or work with this? Mm-hmm. And if so, how does it serve my greater good? Absolutely. That, Go that's just. But you know what? And, and it's something I had to think about too. When you pair with somebody else, it can be difficult, period. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. it can be an, a beautiful accomplishment, but it requires a lot of effort to make that relationship work. And I don't think that we come out of the romanticism of it enough to think about that we are actually pairing with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, um, and then how we can honor ourselves from the sense of responsibility that we have for that pairing or for that relationship. So if a breakup does happen, it's larger than life because we don't created the whole myth around it. Teach, teach us, <laughs> teach. <laughs> you know, so if, so if a breakup do happen, it's a whole, you know, the myth, you know. Um, no. No, it don't, it don't have to be that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think y'all said something earlier. You know, that's just about harmonizing the needs of your soul. You know, are we compatible? And even if we are at this moment, when there's a change, our changes need to align with our circumstances. Exactly. So the relationship got to get in alignment. So you have to also have a person who is going to be malleable enough. I didn't even say teachable. I just said malleable. <laughs> just a little mold, like some Play-Doh. You know what I'm saying? Just a little Play-Doh, right? They got to be malleable enough to be, you know, in a space to shift, right? So that if they can get back in the alignment. And the alignment ain't even got to be nothing hard. Some of us think an alignment is just all these different changes. It might just be a little, you know, I'm a yoga instructor, so it might just be a little pull or a tug to the left or the right. Not a lot. 
It might be adjusting the fingers a little bit and stretching them and extending them out. We get in alignment by moving, by willing to accept the changes that come and then seeing if we can put a plan together that serves both parties. Instead, we're resisting and we fight. I want that newness. I want that thing back again. Well, guess what? He 20 years in. He ain't new no more. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> None of it's new. We know what it looked like. We know if what they, the moles are, the gray hair and all of it. We know. If people are spiritually growing, it could be new. It's just people are not trying it, it to do that. It can be. Right. It can be. But a lot of us are not approaching. But it's not a cocktail. It's, a a it's spiritual a cocktail, growth right. and a spiritual, a new love based on spiritual is not, is not the, is not the, the, the cocktail, the love cocktail. Right. So right, you'll right. never, so, so once you have, have in essence kind of realized that the love cocktail is not a realistic thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for the long term. For not, for long. For long, not long. But once you then, yeah, once you connect spiritually, then you can get that newness all over again repeatedly right. because you're constantly growing together, but you understand that it's a spiritual connection. That is, that is, to me, that's when you really get those long-term relationships that you can have until you're 80 and 90 years old with somebody, not just accepting and putting up with. Right. But, 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 full, but, but full spiritual alignment, Mm -hmm. I think is what helps people to be life partners, to be good life partners. Not just there because you can say, that's what I tell people all the time. They say, oh, well, I want to talk to somebody that's been married 50 years. I'm like, well, not if they done had <laughs> What you going to tell me, girl? It's okay. Let them cheat. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> all men cheat. They going to go out and do it. <laughs> right. Right, that's gonna be your advice. That's gonna be your advice. <laughs> it's all right. Grandma, grandma and grandpa sleep in separate rooms, and y'all talking about man. My grandparents been married for sixty. <laughs> hey, hey, but they got about twenty kids or twenty children. Hey, that just means that they was just creeping over to the other room. <laughs> I'm just saying that penciling each other in. It ain't even an ink. They we got a, a thing on the door. Pencil their time in when they're gone. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 absolutely not. But I know some couples that have separate rooms, Akima. Uh, hello? I do, too. <laughs> you know, my, my, great, my grandparents and my great-grandparents had separate rooms, but they sure had a lot of children. So that means that, that that separate room was, a, a, I don't know what was the point. I think it was just when, you, when, I, when I don't want to deal with you, you go in your room, I go in mine. But when we want to deal with each other, we going to creep right over to that room that we want to creep into. By the time they got them separate beds, the children were probably grown. That is true. You're right. They were probably older. Well, they weren't penciling each other in. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, I've been with this person all this time. You know what happens? I'm not getting ready to give up my benefits. That's the attitude. And see, this is what we don't understand. I don't, people look at it like I have invested in this man yeah, for 30 yeah, years. Yeah. I'm not ready to leave mm -hmm. him and give up my pension <laughs> and for some other woman to get it. You ain't lying. I done put, put up with all this stuff 
and I and I leave him. He go off and marry somebody else and all that stuff I done put up with and all of that. Now she get it off. No, ain't nobody. That's why they stay. It, it's an yeah, invest, but invest, it, it's like they it's like vesting in a company. <laughs> I quit. But I'm telling you. I quit. I quit. I quit. <laughs> Girl, listen. But 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 you're right. I mean, you know, you you're right. I you know, and it's and it's funny because as you were saying it, I'm like, mm, I'm like a human snowflake. I require different things. And maybe in those 20 years, my different things ain't being met. Mm -hmm. So I might need to sleep by myself. Cause he snores. Well, yeah. I don't like the way his feet smell or whatever. Right? Does that mean that our relationship can't be strong because my needs are now different? No, no, it don't. It don't have to be. It don't have to be traumatic. It don't. Right. So maybe, maybe our grandparents were on to something in that regard. Like this is what I need. I need to be in a separate room from him. I need to have my own space. And and if a woman was doing it, she understood it, but probably not in the way we're talking about the emotional wellness part of it. Women need a reprieve from all relationships, kids included. Now, that might be hard for some people to hear, but we need a break from being that kind of responsible. We just do. In order for us to come back and regroup okay. and be in connection with souls, we have to be able to take a break or create a space from always having to be this person or that person or this role or this part. We got to be able to have it. Yeah, now we can talk about this minutes. all night, yeah. <laughs> all day and all night. We might have to come back and do a part two. Okay. Yeah, we definitely. That's this is because <laughs> this is because man, it's just so much. It's 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 a high. It's kind of charged, but it's like, but you but you're right. We have to, as women, really, 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 really decide for ourselves that it's okay. To get what it is that we need and want in a relationship and we don't have to settle we don't have to accept we don't have to be the, the the good person the burden carrier we don't have to do none of that and when you say we need a reprieve tell, tell us what you mean by a reprieve and 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 then we can try to see where we're going to challenge some folks in this okay we need we need a reprieve meaning that we need a break we need to be able to be okay with taking a break from all of our responsibilities to all these relationships, love relationships included, kids, jobs, all of that other stuff, extra family stuff, all of that. We need to be able to be okay without having to always be in the mix or in the cut of something. Give yourself permission to say, hey, I want to put some things on pause. I know, Akila, you mentioned that. Uh, this, on this day, I'm not doing nothing, right? Mm -hmm. um, the other part of that reprieve, and, and definitely, let's bring on the challenges. I want to leave, what, maybe three quick things. We need to be, you know, more willing to admit to men's inability, right, so that we can have the relationship that we want. Instead of using the energy to try to change them, let's admit to the inability, right, so that we can move forward. Because if you keep trying to make him do this part of it and he can't, he can't, whatever reason, meet that need, 
It's not about you. We have to at least be willing to admit to that and then have less expectations. We can still pair up with them. We can still be in relation with them, but have less expectations so that it could free you from being disappointed. I know, right? A little radical shift. No, I will leave it there. That's not radical. You know, that's my philosophy, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> right. We got to acknowledge the limits of, of romance and the, and the high value that we place on that. We play so much on the romance part of it, you know, that when we get all this other stuff that don't look like that, you know, we in despair about it. We in despair about it. So, no, we ain't got to even be in despair. We can be in acknowledgement and be happy. It's a way to do it. So, I'm going to stop there. I know we got to bring on these challenges. But, I mean, I want to lead that and drop that because I think that's something for us to sit in reflection on. Dr. Kennedy, man, heavy, heavy. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, let me go into my challenges. Okay. All right. This is a heavy topic. Yeah, we got to have part two, part three, part four, okay. part five. <laughs> so this I'm topic is deep. But I, one, of the, one of the challenges that I, I want to list is we got to be comfortable with being alone and not being in a relationship, being by ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. Stop going from relationship to relationship. Learn how to be alone to say what, what, what went wrong in that relationship. What, what do I need to fix in myself? Matter of fact, I'm growing. I'm not the same person I used to be. Hey, going back to that self-audit. What do I need to be looking for in a relationship moving forward so that I don't keep putting myself in the same situation? When you do get into a relationship, you got to set goals for the relationship. That's something that when you meet someone, you should be putting yourself into a courtship, both, both of you. Set goals. Find out what you, are you both compatible, right, Akilah? Are you both compatible? Why waste each other's time? Why bring children in the world with this person if you know you're not compatible? Another challenge, stop silencing your, your voice in a relationship, right, Dr. Kennedy? Stop silencing yourself. You got to be able to speak up. You got to be able to acknowledge your feelings in this relationship, your wants, your desires, so that your partner is aware of it. How, how are they going to make you happy if they don't know what makes you happy? Hell, if you don't know what makes you happy. Mm. Find, another challenge is find yourself love. You got to love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, I don't care what relationship you're in, it's not going to work. It's going to always have an expiration date. Because you don't love yourself, you don't know how to love you, so therefore you can't communicate with someone on how you should be loved. Last and the most importantly is God must be the center of our relationships. If it's not, then the relationship is not going to work. So if you get to a relationship and that man is not making God the center, then it's not going to work. You must make God the center for yourself. And when you meet someone, you got to make sure that, they, that God is the center for them. So that when you both come together, it's, it's a known fact. It's going to be noted that God is the center of relationship and truth is going to rule in your relationship. Those are my challenges. Oh, Dr. Kennedy, thank you for coming on again with us. It's been a pleasure. You're dropping some more bombs. We've got to bring you back on so you could drop even more <laughs> bombs for us. I mean, you're just dropping it. But at the same time, you're dropping bombs. We're able to heal with those bombs, and that's wonderful. Absolutely. It's so much healing that is taking place on this podcast. And from the previous podcast you did, it's a lot of healing, man. I could feel it. And thank you so much. 
Yeah, she healing though. You you a healer, sister. We bring healers. <laughs> Listeners, we bring healers on our show. That's what we do. We bring healers. Okay. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on. And please, again, let everyone know how they can reach out to you. Okay, excellent. Um, again, you can find me on Facebook under Sonia, S-O-N-I-A Kennedy. That is my Facebook page. My Empowering Wellness 360 page is also on Facebook. Or you can find me on Instagram at Yoga Body B O D H I three sixty. There, I provide life management and therapy uh, tips and tools. Um, or they can go to my website at empoweringwellness three sixty dot com. That's empoweringwellness three sixty. I know it's a big word, but dot com. Um, <laughs> any of those spaces, we can definitely connect and communicate. All right, the listeners. I, I I know I know you're gonna reach out to sister. I know you are. I know you're gonna reach out to her. You're gonna reach out to our previous guests. Utilize our guests. They are here to help you overcome. They are here to teach you, and they are here to help you heal yourself. Once again, thank you for joining us, and we will see you again next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Impress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Impress, please visit the website royalimpress.org. You can also follow the Royal Impress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Impress is a subsidiary of the Royal Impress organization. All rights reserved.